Hi, this is Rachel and Recover. We've got two special guests with us today, David and Linda Pittman. They're going to tell us a little bit about themselves, and then we're going to talk about what it's like to be married with being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. All right, David, Linda, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Who wants to go first? Hey, guys. Um, We're David and Linda Pittman. We are originally, well, originally a couple different, but we grew up uh, in the same city in Tucker, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta, and we now live in Jensen Beach, Florida, which is on the southeast coast. Um, we um, have a nonprofit called Together We Heal um, that we both do, do work with and for. Um, I also work for an organization called Grace. Both organizations uh, have to do with sexual abuse. Um, Grace has is more on the investigate. You know, has a whole arm for the investigative side, and for them, I, I do a lot of teaching and instruction on how to respond, um, how to prevent, um, and with together we heal. It is more one on one with sexual abuse survivors and their families, whether it's connecting, you know, getting them connected to resources, getting them connected to um, tra- trauma informed therapist. Just, just a number of things, and and also we teach you uh, on the teaching side. At Together We Heal, where we will um, work with churches, civic organizations, even just a, a home full of uh, parents that just want to know, hey, how do I talk to my kids about sexual abuse, and and what are these these the things that, that we can uh, the flags that we can be aware of? Okay, uh, anything else you'd like to add, Linda? So David and I are both, as you know, Rachel, survivors. Um, We are high school sweethearts. And neither one of us knew that our abuse had taken place once, you know, when we were in high school. Um, And not until about 25 years later that we started then going out again. And that it has, um, it creeped its ugly head up and, um, then we have been able to mentor each other, talk to each other. It's just been great in the sense of having a spousal figure to talk to about this. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into the questions. Um, how did you guys meet in high school? (laughs) Oh gosh. I think we had, had the same class together. Um, whether it's mutual friends, mutual friends, hanging out, liking to go and do a lot of the same things. And so David invited me to a homecoming dance (laughs) and sparked from there. So we dated for a while. Okay. Then I went off to college (laughs) and she went off and got married. (laughs) Had two kids of my own and which they are so 
loving towards David and he as well to them. It's like, you know, they look like David too. <laughs> Which kind of tells you, right, the Lord has got a type with a guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, it just, it just means he he was ha- he's handsome also, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, we all have we all have our types. You guys were both married before. Um, how did how did your childhood sexual abuse affect your first marriages? For me, it's part of the reason why. I think ultimately every relationship that I had prior to Linda failed. Um, not that it was like the immediate factor, but, but because I would, had not shared this information prior to 2006, I think it was, um, there was never going to be a, a place for me and the relationship that I was in that was going to be open enough to be healthy enough to be ultimately a positive, long lasting relationship. So there was always going to be a part of the, a part of the factor. Why? Um, now with my first marriage, that wasn't so much the case and I'm not going to, and there's, that's just all you have to know about, about the first marriage, but but let me just say for the rest for the, for the rest of my other relationships me withholding that information that it was then embedded that then just you know manifest itself in other negative ways in me um, I'm trying to remember uh, sabotaged the other relationships yeah and then um, for me I mean I got married and I mean, I, I never talked about it, I think, except for one time and he was very just dismissive about it. Kind of like, oh, well, Water. that probably doesn't have anything to do with me or anything, you know, with your life now. It was... It happened once and that's, you're okay. So you should be fine. And so with that, it was very much so just gone. Um, and I can't, I don't know how much of a, I don't know how much of a negative factor or, or if any that it, I can truly say that happened other than it was just dismissed and I, I didn't really then think about it shouldn't have been. Yeah, no, I mean, right. Um, my parents didn't know. I mean, nobody knew. Um, so when I told my confidant, supposed to be my best friend, my husband, and I don't know. I mean, not everybody, I can't blame it on him. Not everybody knows how to handle that, deal with it, 
or they just choose not to deal with it. And I didn't know how to deal with it. Well, and I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, with my experience with dating and telling my partners, I just feel like sometimes they don't get the true impact of it. Right. Right. Um, they don't. I mean, I had one ex was like, you know, people lose a leg and in six months, you know, their self-esteem or whatever gets back to normal. And I'm like, this isn't that. It just, I didn't even know how to respond to it when to him when he said that. I just shut down. This is like, how do you even have a conversation? Yeah, I think what you just said right there, the shut down, that's, that's really what it, it sounded like. Um, with Linda was the same, you know, when someone is dismissive or someone says, Oh, it's just one time or, or minimizes it in any way. Well, then that tells you both consciously and subconsciously, I can't, I don't, I, I can't trust this person with these parts of me. Yeah. yeah. No. And, um, yeah, I agree with just what David said. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I think there needs to be more education on both parties to realize this does have such a huge impact. I mean, I I know you guys probably struggle with some form of CPTSD as well today. And, I mean, how does that just affect your lives today well for me it's um scent is the biggest trigger like like a physical trigger that leads to the emotional post-traumatic stress that's the that's the one that i have to physically if i smell a lot of like so you know like my mom says it you know when some guy drowns himself in cologne <laughs> um but when I get just inundated with a like a heavy cologne, which has then even become even a heavy perfume, I have to physically remove myself from whatever that situation is because it just immediately takes me back to being an undersized, overweight little boy being overpowered by an adult male. And, and I've witnessed one of Linda I don't know if you want to be the one to tell it. You know, we're, we, we, we grew up just a few streets away from each other. Oh, yeah. And you know what's what I'm talking about now? Do you want to? No, go ahead. And so we were driving. We, you know, every once in a while you get a little nostalgic because outside of, <laughs> I'm going to say this in a joking way because that's my, part of my therapy. Outside of getting raped as a child, my childhood was pretty good. You know, you know, the, the rest of it was good. And so we were, you know, waxing nostalgic about where the, the neighborhoods that we grew up in. So we had just gone to her house, the house that she grew up in Tucker, and we were taking the little back road to mine. Well, that road leads past the house where Linda's abuse took place. But I didn't know that. Um, I would have never driven past that road and past that house if that were the case. But I didn't know. And the moment we started driving down this one road, even though we were going to turn the other way, we are now in what I have, I now learned 
you know, eyesight and, you know, <laughs> throwing a rock to hit it. And Linda just started she was shaking. She was vis- visibly and physically upset. And, you know, of course, what, what I did is I immediately stopped, which was the worst thing, because then we were still be able to see it. <laughs> and she had to explain to me that's where it was. That's where it took place. And, and at which point we immediately got out of there and, and we've never been down that road again. <laughs> um, yeah, truly happened. Yeah. Um, what are, what are, what did you learn from your first marriage that's helped you in your current marriage? Uh. <laughs> Communication, communication, communication. 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 <laughs> um, that and with that, there's no fights because that's a choice. David and I truly, not everybody's going to believe this. We have never had an argument. Not one. Doesn't mean we don't disagree on things. Doesn't mean we don't have differences of opinions. Doesn't mean we haven't hurt each other's feelings at times. But we've never argued. We've never fought. Because of what Linda just said, that communication. Well, and because of our past, we realize what is important to us. And the worst thing that either one of us could do in our hearts is hurt each other's feelings that hurts us just as much as it hurt the, you know, our spouse or more because we don't mean to hurt someone's feelings. Um, but we've learned, you know, in time, moment, the wisdom, all that we have learned. Yeah. That, and in that moment we will say, this is, this has hurt me. And that's, that's even hard to do when you've had your feelings hurt to say to, to your partner that hurt me and here's how, or here's why, or, or I can't even explain why, but it did. And, you know, if, if it's I, me, that's hurt Linda's feelings, or I, I've done something wrong, or she immediately has let me know. And we talk about it right then and there. And it, and it doesn't make the pain go away. You know, it's, it's not going to, nothing's going to make, but it, but it does keep it, so therefore, just like Lena said, there's no fight. There's no argument. We talk about it. Okay, what what can I then do to, to make sure I don't do this again? How can I be your best partner? Yeah, I, I feel like communication is excellent. Um, so there's just not anything you guys have ever really thought of. <laughs> See? No. I mean, you know, and, and David has gone on a rant before, and I say a rant because he'll, he'll be all upset about some in particular thing, and I don't even remember what it was. And I've just said, you know what, David? I hear you, and I respect your feelings, but I just don't agree with you. <laughs> And then he starts laughing like he is now. Like, I love how you just said that. Uh-huh. Because it is, a, what it is, it is respect for each other. There's reasons why I 
filled ways about life that he doesn't because whatever we've gone through in our life with whatever doesn't matter but um well for 25 years we were on different paths with different people in different directions and different places of the country on the continent you know and and her experience and experiences are things that i didn't have and vice versa and that's where we try to learn from each other you know be grateful from that that added wisdom and experience that the other person brings but i promise you we really haven't ever had a fight <laughs> <laughs> that's 10 that's now 10 eight years to married and couple of years dating, so almost two years, 10 years. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, uh, and you guys have two, well, Linda has two kids yeah. and how does the co-parenting, is that well, pretty civil? I mean, the, the kids are older, they're 28 and 30. So there's no really co-parenting involved, you know, <laughs> our youngest is in California. Um, and we're new grandparents. And we're new grandparents. <laughs> Three months of being granny and granddaddy. And they're in California. But um, so is that what you meant? Co-parenting like with my ex or with David and I being co-parents? Like, I guess the three or four of you together. So I guess if you're. They met. Right. We all were together in Georgia for the. Baby shower. Baby shower. And it went amazing because we were there for them for them and it wasn't about us it's not about us anymore that we can't change anything from the past and we just wish the best for each other and we're just there for the kids and her ex scott has since remarried as well um and so you know they've got their own life and and that's what it's how it's it's all been you know since everybody went their separate ways yeah. is to be, you know, wish, wish them the best. And when we come together for family functions, it's, it's about the kids and the grandkids. I, I guess I was thinking more in the early years when your kids were still minors. Well, the youngest wasn't as fond. He wasn't mean or upset or disrespectful to me. Um, but he was, he was 18, 17 yeah. or 18. And he just, you know, this is his mom, right? This is who he loves. And I'm just some dude. And um, he was less receptive toward having any kind of interaction with me. Flash forward 10 years later, um, because Linda and I allowed the boys to have whatever they wanted to have of a relationship with me. We weren't, we didn't try to force anything. We didn't try to manufacture anything, right? It's going to, it's going to be organic. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. And it's going to be on their terms. And, and because I think we did it that way. And there's such good young men that her and Scott did, did such an amazing job of raising them and loving them that they, I now have a great relationship with both of them. You know, they'll call me out of the blue and ask me questions about things. And they also see um, how 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 great David loves me. 
and how he is, his heart is first for God and then it's me. And that's their heart is first God and then family, right? Um, and so, but, you know, through everything we've gone through in our life, Rachel, if it hasn't been for God, we, I don't know where we would be. Honestly, with our faith in him and knowing his blessings. So, and that works for us. It's been amazing. Um, and Linda's yeah. always had that. I, I, it took me, I didn't have that path always. Um, for the better part of, for longer than two decades, I didn't want anything to do with God, the church, or anybody saying they had anything to do with it. Because my abuse happened at the hands of a minister. And then when I did come forward, the church was, the, has, has still been of those groups and people who have helped in any way, the church has been the least helpful. Um, the, and, I, and I'm speaking specifically about the denomination in which it occurred. And, and there, there were times I didn't not only want, not only would not want anything to do with God, I hated God. I held God responsible for what happened to me. But eventually, um, when I began to heal, when I began non-Christian and non, you know, think non-organized religion healing with SNAP and with therapy and people that were genuine in helping me, that's when my heart began to soften and I began to see that it wasn't for me. It wasn't that God wanted this to happen or allowed this to happen. This was a human being who is, in my opinion, pure evil as are all offenders and their enablers. And, and that's what enabled me to again, have my faith different than before, but strong again in a very different way. And then that's what then with, like Linda was saying just a second ago, our faith is a big, you know, it's a huge part of our relationship. You know, we, we go to a little Episcopal church not far from here. We have a little small group of, of our friends at the church that we rely on, that they're, they're a big part of our lives. And, and, that, and, and it, it's, as Linda said, it's, it's important. But we're not, we're not also okay. not judgmental of those who have been harmed or wronged by the church and have not come back or don't have any intention of um, how some, how someone heals and what's helpful and useful for them, then that's what they should do. No, it's, you know, it's all on how we try to, to recovery, you know. And that can look different in right. many different ways. Um, does having a spouse that's also a survivor help you relate to each other better? And if so, how? Yes. <laughs> because of having had both. Um, where it didn't happen and it has happened. When, like I said previously, when I told my ex, it happened very dismissive of it. When I told David, what can I do to help you? I'm always here for you if you want to talk. 
Um, so he immediately believed me and is still my rock and my shoulder to lean on. If and when I have my bad days, and we don't have to understand necessarily that exactly what each other are going through, but we respect it and we acknowledge that, you know, we are here. Um, so that has, it definitely has, for David and I, it's not so much that it has, it's going to sound weird. It's not that it's made it stronger, but we have that to where we definitely get it and we get each other in that. And, um, so now as a powerful couple in this community like this, we can help each other and help our community. The, um, like I still, I'm, I'm, we, well, we, <laughs> I just turned, I've turned 54 this year and there are still nights that I wake up and it hadn't happened as recent as recently, but say a year ago, but where Linda has to, has to, has to wake me up from the nightmare that I'm having. And it's a recurring nightmare of, of the predator putting his hand over my mouth and making me be quiet, holding me down. And I'm screaming. I obviously, I don't know this, but I'm screaming and Linda has to wake me up to let me know it's okay. I'm here. And so, I mean, there, yeah, I mean, it, having, having, someone who understands your pain in ways that other people can't is a big deal. And um, what are things that make it more difficult? Would you think? Or, yeah, or is there, we read that, that and I was like, difficult? you know, I don't, I don't see anything that makes it more difficult. No, I, I... maybe if couples were, maybe if the couple both hasn't, hadn't started healing and hadn't been healing together, then there that's where one person being triggered might end up triggering the other person. And so I can, I can see where there might be challenges for other couples in that similar, similar situation, but it has, it hasn't been for us at all. Okay. No, I can, as somebody who's been with somebody, who hasn't been healed from their trauma it has definitely been right. triggering for me uh, but that's, i totally can understand that yeah all right guys that's it for this week uh tune in next week to hear the rest on linda and david on their journey as survivors and their journey with their marriage as always thanks for listening to rachel and recovery And always feel free to reach out to us either on your favorite social media platform or on rachelrecovery.com and always find us on your favorite platform for a podcast. Thanks.